Welcome, everybody, to Panfish Nation. And just because James Dockery says I'm a Walmart greeter does not make it so. Here's your host, Mark from Catfish and Crappie. What's going on, everybody? Did he actually call you a Walmart greeter? He did. You know, if he ever, like, disappears off the, <laughs> the show circuit, I bet you that's what he's going to be doing. Um, yeah. Uh, that's what's going to happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, how is everybody? How are you doing? Uh, Adam, Adam is our guest. We'll give him a proper announcement. Delilah, I'm going to say hello to everybody in chat first, and then we can uh, get the show started from there. What do you think, bud? That sounds great. All right, well, you're going to uh, back out here, and then we'll uh, see you at the end. How's that sound, buddy? Sounds good, man. All right, let's see who's in chat, Adam. All right. We have two Stans fishing. What's going on, Stan? Uh, Stan's a big supporter of the show. He's just gotten back into tying some flies and jigs himself. It's good to see Stan out there. Catfish fever and outdoors. What's going on, Lynn? Chad Nolte. I feel, is that a fishing name or what, Adam? Chad oh, Nolte. That's almost as good as Adam Felder. Yeah, almost. Almost. Yeah. Pretty good. There's some good fishing names. It's not like Mark Pshibish is a fishing name. No. I don't think so. Not in this country, at least. What's going on, Chad? Creole catfishing. We'll talk about Creole later. Eric Massey Jig Company. Hey, Eric, we were just talking about you backstage and, and the good work you, you do, buddy. Um, great to see you here. Ernie Brown, Fins and Finds. What's going on, Bob? Fishing with the Chad. Great show, Chad. It was nice to see you in the uh, breakup, the one-ton crew, the way you do. Uh, are you really starting the one-ton ginger club is the other question we'll have to talk about later. Uh, fishing and cooking with Mike Chavez. Mike Chavez was a guest of mine on my last show. He's a great guy. He's got a great cooking channel. Fishes for a lot of blue cats. Uh, on the uh, Chick Mahogany, if you have to forgive me, on the East Coast, he does really well. Uh, fishing the Mid-South. What's up, my friend? D, go ahead, get, get hooked on D fishing. What's going on, D? Jason Lamb. Mo Creek fishing. What's going on, Rob? How are you? Mindy Hogan, thanks for coming over. Justin's Fishing Fetish. What's up, Gabby's dad? Uh, setting hooks and crossing eyes. Hey, Ryan, what's up, buddy? Kelly, also known as the Bullock Experience. And Uncle Lou, let me go through this list again, see if there's anybody I missed. Creel, Dale Hayslip, welcome. Ernie Brown, welcome. I know if Ernie's here, Chrissy's either not far behind or, or real close to him. What's up? Uh, Finn's fine. All right, Jason Ward. What's going on, Jason? Uh, Mud Trap, what's up, Becca? How are you doing? Uh, big supporter of all the shows. It's always great to see her and all of them. Uh, I think we're good. All right, Adam, sorry about that. Uh, they're starting to come in and more and more. If I miss somebody, maybe we'll holler out. Everybody, I want to I want to introduce our guest, Adam Felder. What's going on, Adam? How are you doing today? Doing fantastic, man. Appreciate you having me. And, and your YouTube channel is SDG Custom Lure Craft. There you go. There you go. Well, I got to learn the, the right. And 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 the, there you go. It's the right direction. Actually, it's it, it is it is spelled right to left. So that's yeah, pretty good. good. Yeah. It's good. We got it reversed. So what does SDG stand for? I've been wanting to ask you that for a while now. All right. Well, I'm gonna drop some Latin on you. Oh, I'm fluid in Latin. <laughs> SDG. No. So, what it stands for is Soli Deo Gloria. Soli Deo Glory. It's Latin for for the glory of God alone. So Amen. when I was, um, I got a lot of passions in. Well, I got a few deep passions in my life. Right, I'm a family man. I'm a father, um, husband now, for a long time. So I got some passions that run deep. But from a um, overarching standpoint, one of my passions is doing everything I do for the glory of God. Right, for Christians. 1031 says, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. I love fishing and I love lure making and I love creating new things that um, are a little, little outside the box. So when I brought with the support of one passion, my family, my kids, my wife supporting me in it, I brought the passion of wanting to do everything for the glory of God and combined it with uh, lure craft and we got SDG. Very I, cool. When I make when I make lures, everything I do, whether it's eat, drink, or I'm tying a jig at the at the vice, I'm trying to do it for the glory of God. So that's, that's very SDG. cool. 
Yep. You know, my, my grandfather, when I was a young man, the man who taught me how to fish, used to say that God loves the fishermen, so love God in return. There so, you go. Uh, that's, that's what he used to say. Those were, uh, he was a, a, a merchant marine, so he wasn't the most educated gentleman, but he had a pretty deep faith that he kind of uh, uh, definitely uh, pointed in my direction on many of many of occasions. So uh, uh, very I think, cool. Uh, I think Jesus appreciated some fishermen, right? I think, I think he did too. A, a fisher of man, right? He yeah. got fishermen to be his... He start he started with fishermen, didn't he? Oh, it was natural, he right? Absolutely did. I, and I can't think of a better place or a better church to talk to the man upstairs than that one. So there you go. It's while you're out fishing. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about where you're from and and uh, how you got involved in YouTube, and and then we can go from there with the yeah. lures and stuff. So I'm in the great state of West Virginia. A lot of mountains, a lot of streams. Unfortunately not a lot of big water, right? So I'm not around Kentucky lakes and big, big water like that. But I do, we do have some, you know, sizable lakes around here. Um, I don't know. My dad really wasn't a fisherman, but I liked it when I was young. He, he's a pastor. Um, mm -hmm. So when he, we, our first church one that I remember here, um, we bought this plot of land and it was right beside a lake. So as I was growing up, I was mowing the lawn at the, at the lake and then I'd take a break or at the church rather. And then I'd take a break and I'd go over and fish at the lake and just, you know, you know what they say, right? You get hooked, yeah, right? Pretty so, much too. Right. So, um, anyway, a lot of, uh, a lot of mountain places you can go to, a lot of small, um, reservoirs, things of that nature. We don't really deal with a lot of grass, so even the kind of lures is pretty unique to to West Virginia. What I have, and I think you see that in my channel, right? Mm -hmm. I, 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 lean, I lean towards certain things, um, but anyway, yeah. So I'm in West Virginia and have loved fishing. Took a break from it for a while, but as an adult, probably I don't know eight years ago, I stopped golfing because it was way too hard and way too expensive, and I was terrible at it. And I'm pretty good at fishing. So I it's that it's up funny you I'm say that. Lures. I, I have a saying in all my golfing buddies. I say, those who can't fish golf. Yeah. And that really gets them upset to the point of where they like begging me to take them out. And I, I kind of make them suffer for a little bit before I do. But that's yeah. kind of a running joke. So, and, and just, you know, I don't think they're here listening. I don't mind playing around at golf every now and then either. <laughs> so I'm not good at it at all, but I don't mind getting out there. I'm missing um, the athletic side. I don't have that natural athletic side, but I'm a strategic thinker. Mm -hmm. and, and fishing allows for me to use my mind and learn about fish and learn about lures and what makes them work and how to use certain ones in certain places. So that that's uh, like just as enjoyable as landing the fish. For, actually, yeah. it's it's more for me. I, I I like that whole the whole strategy, the whole chess game of finding fish or mm -hmm. or you know testing new methods out or trying to figure out what's exactly going on stuff like that that that's just as enjoyable if not more for a lot of people that i oh, know for so sure. Especially when, when, when it works <laughs> yeah exactly and when it doesn't it's kind of humbling and and, and you got to pick yourself up and start mm -hmm. back at square one isn't a a bad thing for for this the you know self-esteem or or the yeah. character building either so i think uh fishing is a great way to build character not only in the young but in us older gentlemen as well not that you're as old as me but i think you understand what i'm saying i do and then when uh, you make your own lure and go and you do all the background, right? You do all mm -hmm. the strategy and you learn where they're going to be and the water temp and water clarity and what time of the year is it? What time of the day is it even sometimes? And then you bring a lure that you made and then you catch one on it. I mean, sort of having a kid, right? Uh-huh. It's, it's, pre it's pretty good. We we were talking off uh, offline before uh, I think it was yesterday or was it the day before my week's going into a blur. You'll have to forgive me, Adam. But uh, I actually uh, retied some jigs to one of the people out there, Matt, Ohioan, uh, who won some jigs for me, which actually showed up. But I, I tied some additional ones. These were like my first ones. I'm not bragging or nothing. I want to show you how pathetic oh, those yeah. are. But I caught that caught that bass, two and a half pound bass, and I caught a couple of well, actually a bunch of crappie on them. And you know what? I was pretty happy. I'm not gonna lie; I can totally relate now after just one time, and it's it's addicting. Oh so, I got the trip planned out to Cabela's already this weekend. I go pick up some more <laughs> chenille and and, <laughs> and and maybe get into the hackle, but that that that's another show. But 
there are a lot of fly tires out there for panfish and and, and mm -hmm. crappie in the chat so uh they could relate and it um, crosses over right that's everything you know that's a good that you said that i've been finding out more and more uh in the last few years that questioning why i'm catching bass on circle hooks or mm -hmm. crappie on bass lures such like that to the point of where you kind of say hey you know what fish are fish and they all eat and they all eat the same things and it kind of crosses over here and there so there's no reason why you you can't catch big fish on little lures and little fish on big lures right absolutely yeah i was out with a out with a buddy i give him a hard time because he he likes to throw crick hoppers and uh just those little you know mm -hmm. which it quick crick hoppers and tiny little spinners on an ultralight for bass or whatever because he just wants to catch a fish he, i'm okay going out having thought about it strategized okay it didn't work but i still succeeded in something right he's got to catch a fish so if we're not catching he's breaking down the ultralight Catches a three and a half pounder on something, you know, just a teeny tiny little spinner meant for a meant for a trout. So, so yeah, what gonna do? That, that's not bad. It's I'll take my you know the biggest panther martins I got in my box. I don't know what number they are, and I'll go out sunfish fishing with them just to see what I can get. You know, you weed out some of the little ones, but um, I kind of like to think that I grew out of that. I need to catch a fish phase mm -hmm. a long time ago. Not that catching fish is bad, but I, I kind of like to revel in the, in the experience from start to finish. So, and I believe that you're like mine too. So from what I've understand so far, it crosses over to part of, part of my, I hope anyway, part of what makes SDG unique is a lot of what you see on small jaws channel as well. Mm -hmm. And that I try to take a lot of what the fly fishermen are doing, fly tying techniques, natural materials, um, how you handle some of those materials, reverse flying, hollow tie, you know, what would it, I always, I'm always thinking of what would that, how could I adapt that to a bass jig? How can, what would that look like in a, in a swim jig in a half pound swim jig with a four odd hook, right? Uh -huh. and, and that, that's both challenging and very rewarding when it works because there's just, there's hair jigs out there, but there's not, a lot of that kind of stuff um, right but it's pretty cool when it comes together so a lot of hybrids right Hy hybrid stuff hybrid. yeah yeah hybrid either well this guy right here right this, this guy is a sdg brown copper flash high i call it a hybrid z uh -huh. that's a half ounce pitching jig that's got, it's a hybrid in two ways. So it's got um, silicone for the color. It's got round rubber, <clears throat> round rubber, because when round rubber goes in the water, it floats, right? Uh -huh. you get this lionfish look when, as it sits on the ground, just poof, like that. And then it's got rabbit zonkers on the back, hence the Z, right? Hybrid Z zonkers. And the rabbit floats. Yep. So it looks like claws up in the air this giant lionfish with all this nice silicone and color shift copper and so that's the kind of stuff i'm thinking through like how can i bring it all together as, as soon as you pull that down i'm thinking smallmouth with that one. Oh yeah as soon we got a lot of good smallmouth here on the fox road oh, i think yeah. something something like that would work great you might even have to sell me one maybe not in a half yeah. ounce maybe maybe oh, we can get something there. that'll work too look at that oh baby that's got about 10 different materials in it about and, 12 and, different steps and, and that's a good good place to start. Well, it's a good point. What doesn't eat crayfish? Yeah. You, pretty trout? much. They're, trout eat them. Catfish eat them. Uh, bluegills eat them. Crappie yeah. eat them. Bass, of course, eat them. Uh, the only thing, well, I imagine pike and such eat them, right? Oh, I've never sure. heard anybody catch I'll one around them. here using them, but uh, they eat anything. They're just animals. So. Mm -hmm. They're too <clears throat> for a pike, maybe. Pike musky, they tend they tend to want to chase something down, I think. But uh, yeah, I don't think they'll turn it. I don't know where you're fishing for pike, but the pike out here are awfully lazy in the middle of summer. Are they really? Yeah, they'll oh, chase yeah. them down. Or or in the winter, man, if you got some dead bait, they're happy with that. They don't oh care. well, every fish is lazy at heart. <laughs> yeah, you know our percentage rate goes up here for using you know live or dead bait underneath a big float here on the Fox in the middle of summer. There you you know, just because of bank fishing. Uh, 
um, opportunities are slim to none. So that's kind of how we adapt. Yeah, makes sense. But that's pretty cool how you integ you integrated all three of those things. I, I you know I never thought about the the rubber actually floating like it would like mono does. I, it, it's something I learn something every time we have a new guest on here. So uh, yeah, that's pretty it's cool. Really Hopefully, Chad to too. Um, <clears throat> very cool. So tell us a little bit about your the actual channel. What do you have on there? Um, I know you got the zip tie series. That's really cool. We can talk about that. Uh, tell us a little more. Yeah, so I do. Um, well, so I, 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 my primary focus is bass jigs um, or bass lures of any of different sorts. Right. Mm -hmm. But I also do crappie jigs. Um, I've got a whole playlist out there uh, that I that's the, the playlist itself is called shop. So it's tips and tricks in the shop. So I, I pour my own lead, shaping it, you know, cutting the sprue, shaping it, filing it down, uh, fluid beds to paint it, paint the heads, cure it, um, put the eyes on, seal it, you know. Uh, even on the, even in that regard, we put thread sealant, right, on a, uh, to finish a thread to make sure that it, it could be super glue, it can be whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's even stuff in the shop of where I um, I did a video one time where I I tested three different kinds of thread sealants and what does it do to the materials if you have spillover? So um, what does it look like if you're if you want to use super glue on the threads to finish a jig and you get a little bit of that super glue on silicone? Or you get a little bit on rubber, or you get a little bit on natural hair. What does it look like, right? Does it ruin it, or is it is it okay? Same way with Sally Hansen's. What happens? Same way with uh, Loon, which is I don't have it here, but um, Loon water-based head cement is what I use a lot anymore, because in that video you see you get a little bit of super glue over on your materials, and it's a disaster. Disaster, right? It's it's not as bad with Sally Hansen's, but you use something like a water-based head cement, and even if it gets on something as fine as that rabbit fur I was showing you, it seals the threads, locks them down, but you just kind of rub it between your fingers and it uh, loosens up. So there's even stuff like that. Um, one of my more popular videos that I think your, your uh, constituents here will appreciate, it was a lot of fun to make, I poured, um, 10, I think they were one eighth ounce. They were either an eighth or a sixteenth, one of the two. Just bare hooks. I painted every one of them green pumpkin. And then I chose 10 tails, right? And I called the video the tail of 10 tails, right? So all, all my videos have a slow-mo of the finished product where it twirls mm -hmm. around. And it has test tank in every video, right? At least every video that should have test tank in it. And you can see what it looks like in the water, right? So I took those 10 and said, let's compare these 10 tails. It's all, it was all for crappie jigs. So what's the what's the movement of bucktail versus Arctic fox versus silicone versus flashaboo? Nothing but flashaboo. You know what I mean? Versus, of course, marabou is like the king, right? Mm -hmm. um, that was cool. That was a lot of fun. I set it all to music and just had a little test tank and Brought the brought it up to say, yeah, this is Marabou, and everybody got to watch about 15 seconds of Marabou, and you could see how it flows. And um, in the corner on the side, I've got a current. I, I plug in a little doohickey, and it pushes current. So I I jig it so you can see what it looks like jigging, and then I wrap it around. And I put it right in the current so you can see what it looks like in the current. You know, uh -huh. reeling it in. So I like to do stuff like that because you know I actually have a request. Hey, will you do that? bass stuff like put bucktail on the end of a half ounce pitching jig or show what just this one looks like and just that one looks like and so there's you, you can find stuff like that so there's a whole Very variety cool. yeah if someone could post a uh, a link to adam's uh um channel on there you guys should all subscribe to him he's got a lot of really good stuff that does cross over uh from bass to, to panfish and and, and so on. So, uh, so in West, well, tell me so, a little bit about the waters that you fish out in West Virginia. Well, are you fishing lakes, streams? Because there's a lot of streams in West Virginia, isn't there? If you if you want to target smallmouth, yeah, mm -hmm. 
right? Um, we've got some reservoirs, big dams on one end. I, a lot of natural lakes. We, we do have one uh, deep water reservoir. It's got a lot of muskie in it, giant, you know, 60 foot deep dam section. Um, to be honest, I, I feel like the water is so small here compared to Chickamauga and some uh -huh. of the other huge ones, right? It's it's basically just big ponds, which hey, that's a lot not, of fun. Right? They hold fish. I'm I'm not complaining. That's what the waters are like here, so I can definitely relate. Yeah. Even the you know the big Fox River, which is the one close to my house, waters down so low. I was catching fish in a foot and a half of water yesterday. There you go. There you it go. was is horrible, but that's that's a, another story a having to do with lake. spillways being broken. So yeah. I'm sorry. A lot of natural lakes around here. I mean. Mm -hmm. the, Probably the biggest one closest to me is called Stonewall Jackson. Um, and it doesn't, it's just a, it's like a, a wide river with some fingers that come off of it. Um, uh -huh. A lot of standing timber. But like I said, I mean, deep, you, you got to be comfortable fishing 20 feet deep in most of it. Very so they're, pl cover. they're pelagic waters? What's that? Pelagic waters, the real deep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in parts. I mean, I, when I say deep, I'm a shallow fisherman by by heart mm. i mean most people i think are um maybe some aren't but uh, it's it tends to be the easier way to you can see the cover because a lot of it's above water and things of that nature right don't doesn't take electronics to find what you're looking for so it's an intimidating place for me i've been there a number of me times too the kayak and it's like man I just want to beat the bank and try to find a lay down that I can pitch a jig into and pull out. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. looking for, for log jams and stuff on the river, and I'm fishing those hard. And that Fox River is shallow. It's six to nine feet at the deepest. Uh, real deep lakes and, and bodies of water kind of uh, uh, not intimidate me as in I'm afraid of. I just don't know how to fish them. So that's yeah. something that I, I, need to I get try better. to get to. I really just need to get better. You know? Yeah. But. It's, I'm, I'm the same way. We'll, we'll figure it out. I know. No question about that at all. Uh, so you'd mentioned your kayak. Tell me a little bit about your kayaking experience. Uh, oh, what do you man. like out of it? How do you like going about it? Maybe what you got going on with it, the modifications and stuff. I know we got some kayak fishermen out in the chat. Oh, room. really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. You're going to. Or canoe but... guy. I know Rob is a big canoe guy. So. Okay. As much as I geek out about <laughs> lure making with your head, like. Bad, right, you can see right behind me this that's the rack of, of uh or fishing uh rods right behind me. So I'm a I'm a gear junkie. Um so when it came to the kayak, uh, I think I mentioned this to you before. If you're not standing, you're not bass fishing, right? You so had mentioned that. I, I really want I wanted a kayak that I could stand up in uh with confidence. So I'm not standing up in it the whole time, wondering if I'm going to fall out and I can't focus on what I'm trying to do, right? Don't, I want to be able to focus on getting the pitch just right. Um, so I've got a big fish, a, a three waters, big fish 105, which is 10 and a half feet. That's the 105. Uh, relatively new. Big fish, I think, came out, I want to say three years ago, four years ago, maybe more than that. But they're made out of uh, feel-free. That's another okay. popular mm -hmm. maker. So it's, 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 it's a heavy, just, it's a barge. Okay. There's no internal storage. All the storage is on top. It's, it, it's got a seat that will come completely out, fold all the way back and stand up. And you can, you can just about walk around on the deck. Okay. Nice. Which is perfect for, a, for a bass fisherman. Um, but it's heavy. And it tracks like crap. Yeah. If you get the, I mean, really, really bad, unless you get the add-on rudder, which of course is like another $200. Of course. But, um, and once you get into the add-ons, what, what do they say? What happens once you get into those add-ons? <laughs> nothing. All right. Nothing. <laughs> is your wife watching or something? <laughs> <laughs> so the rudder, right, is sweet because you can, you can steer it with your feet. So now you can you can paddle, let yourself drift, steer with your feet, and hands-free fish. Um, but you know, can you do that standing up though? That's the question. You know, I, I have. 
You I, have. I've, I've, uh, well, you just flip the paddle so you're holding the top of the paddle. Okay. Put it down in. Of course, I'm fishing shallow. I'm not going to do that uh-huh. feet. But, you know, I just kind of push it on and then put it back down and keep going. But, um, so there's a, there's a website. There's a guy, uh, I became, or I, I became a member in a Three Waters, um, Facebook group to okay. see what other guys are doing on their kayaks. And I came across this, this guy. I don't know where he's from. Maybe one of you guys know that that has the uh, that has a kayak, but it's Yak Gadgets, yakgadgets.com. Okay. okay. All right. He makes this thick, hard black plastic custom inserts or attachments for all these different kinds of of uh, kayaks, including specifically the Big Fish 105 and the Big Fish 120. That's the 12 foot version. The kayak has a right in the middle between your feet, right? You got the pedals right between mm-hmm. your feet is a pod, a removable pod, a lot like um, there's another popular brand that uh, Chad. Oh, is yeah, on. I think, yeah, Bonafide, um, Bonafide and even Hobies, that pod is removable in yeah, the middle. Yeah. And, so yeah, there's a lot down. of them. I think even the Ascends that they sell over at Cabela's and, and Bass Pro have that now, too. I think they caught on to it. Yeah. That pod, Even Jackson's doing it too now, too, right? I bet so yeah, it, it's almost a security benefit. So it, it's designed for either storage or a lot. It mainly designed, at least I think, for electronics. Electronics. You can put the battery down inside, mm-hmm. mount your transducer on the bottom, and then you got your electronics on the top. And when you go in to get a burger after you've been fishing, you just pop the whole pot out, put it in the truck, right? So you're not leaving it out there, among right. other things, but. So there's this pod, there's this hole between your feet that you can use for electronics or whatever. And this guy said, why not make an insert that will take a trolling motor and now you've got a trolling motor right in front of you that you can just turn on and off, right? Put the battery up in front of it. And now, which of course I I naturally did, but um, now you can turn the trolling motor on, steer with your feet, and I can go right down the bank just like I'm in a little bass boat. And Perfect. Just whoop, whoop, throw my spinner baits. And I think my biggest advantage of something like that would be uh, uh, not having to have a, somebody pick me up at the end of a float on a river or something here. That would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Little, right. little side note, I, well, yeah. I snow plowed for a long time, and one of the lots I did was Torquedo headquarters right here by my house so too bad i wasn't doing this then i might uh might be able to talk them into a sponsorship which i hear is pretty hard to do <laughs> so that's some high dollar stuff very cool so did you did you get the trolling motor for your kayak oh yeah yeah you did? I got the trolling motor on the front and then Gat gadgets also sells they sell an under seat low profile drawer so you got lots of good storage that you can pull out so i got one mm-hmm. of those and then the coup de gras right so um, uh, power pole sells a uh, shallow water anchor that goes mm-hmm. in the back, right? And the fancy one, I mean, it's like $2,000 or whatever. They got the little lanyard and it uh. goes down, right? Um, most of my water is shallow. So this guy created a an adjustable bracket that spans the whole back of this kayak. And it's got multiple spots multiple holes right you you attach it to the gear racks or the gear tracks in the back right um and then he sells the shallow water anchor poles that will drop down through there and i got two um anchor wizards the guys that just the little uh-huh. profile ring, right right i got one on my right hand that drops an anchor in the front just like a a I don't know, four pound ball, something like that, drops mm-hmm. it down in front. If I let it go on the left, it drops that um, the shell water anchor anchor in the back. Yeah, yeah. So it's manual. I'm I'm doing this, but I mean, it was like 150 bucks, and so it's that's it's a lot cheaper than a power pole. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cheap. You know, I was like I said, I was on a river yesterday, and I was thinking, man, because we had 20 mile an hour winds that were blowing up current. I was thinking, man, I could use some power poles in this darn boat. Oh yeah, uh, yesterday would have been nice. But a little another side note, I believe the guy who created those anchor wizards, I think he was like 17 when he started the company. Really? Yeah, a real young guy. He started selling like for 100 oh, bucks. Wow. He made a he, he made awesome. a 
pretty big name for himself, yeah. Popping. And then and comes down, pretty cool. Yeah. I think he just modified a, um, a clothesline rack like everybody was doing for the longest time. <laughs> put a handle on it. <laughs> put a handle on it. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> That's the cool thing. I mean, kayaking, I haven't been doing it in a while. It's been, I don't know, at least three years, but I know the industry grows so fast. Uh, I really like the DIY stuff that was going on with that. And yeah. I, I can kind of tell that you probably would too. There were so many cool ideas and stuff and people have pretty much done everything. I, it got to the point where I was trying to think of something original and I'd look up and somebody's already done it. There was, I don't know who he was. There's an older gentleman. He always went out on big water, like ocean. And he had, he was the DIY kayak guy. I mean, he's mm -hmm. on YouTube too. I just can't remember. Some of his stuff was a little too, he was reaching in some of it. But uh, a lot of it was like, dang. That's, Is he that the one that put the jet engine on his kayak? Oh, I didn't see that. Down in Florida? Oh. I'll have to I'll have to send you a link to that one. This was just a guy actually put like a model RC jet engine on his kayak. Really? Yeah, it's pretty wicked when he starts that thing up. But I forget what the name of that channel is. I'll, I'll get you the link. Um, I don't uh, – it's good stuff. But, yeah. So um, what's a day of uh, fishing look like for you these days now that you've been married for a while and you have a kid? How do you get your family involved? How do you do – do, do you need to put a lot of effort in getting them involved, or are they naturals when it comes to it? Or? Um, a day of fishing as a married man with two kids, 14. And two kids. Oh, wow. God bless. You had mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, 14 week old puppies, and they're currently more of a handful than anything else. But uh, if I was to sum up my fishing experience today, I would say short. <laughs> I, I get out for maybe an hour, hour and a half if I'm lucky, and then heading back to help out in some way, do something. But. Um, Gwen is my 14-year-old. She she fished with me for a while, but, you know, it wasn't her jam, and she's into boy bands and fun things like that, so we connect in other ways. Um, Wendy, my wife, will go out with me. Matter of fact, she walked around uh, my favorite honey hole um, while I, I was pitching a jig at, at Dock Post, hoping that they had moved up into the shallows a little closer for spawn, right, as it warms up. And in between the docks, I'd throw a custom-made, uh, actually, I made it on the channel. It was a color shift crappie, I call it a bladed frenzy, but it's a it's a double-rattled um, uh, bladed jig. So that was my between dock as I was moving down. And she just walked with me, and we talked and hung out. Um, Reed is my 10-year-old, and he... Um, he goes, he goes off and on. So he was all about it. His, I mean, his PB is 5.2 pounds, right? Five pounds. For him. So it's, it's mm -hmm. nothing to sniff at, right? Right. Um, but you know, that's how bug. cat cat fishermen are born, right? He, what, what happens is you get your big PB from yeah, bass and it's yeah. hard to beat them. And then you hook into like a 20 pound catfish. And it's over. You know, That's a, I know so many people. Have, so be that. warned. Be warned. He might turn. Well, he's already he might, there, right? He might. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get him to. Of course, it takes some patience, you know, to to be a bass fisherman, and even crappie fishing. If it, you got, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's not like you're throwing a uh, worm out on a bobber for a bluegill and getting right. them on every every hit, right? So, uh, he told me that Dad, I want to, I want to try, I want to go cat fishing. I was like, dude, wouldn't you be bored with that? I mean, you're already bored with this. You're just going to sit there, throw out, throw out half a hot dog or something and wait for him to come by. What do you? But you see, the thing is, he can do that. He can leave Dad behind to watch the poles. Right? Ah. And then he can go over and play in the playground while, <laughs> while the fish are thinking about it. So. Reel in a couple of his fish for him. That'll change him. Uh -huh. If one of them get pretty big, so once he starts seeing you catching those those big bass or those monster slab crappies, he'll he'll learn and he'll come back to you. That's what usually happens. I remember I watched a, re a video on your channel just recently of you guys having a kind of your own one versus one, mm -hmm. right? Uh, yep. Some crappie fishing. Tell us a little bit about that video without. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a playlist. I think it's called uh, the Fishing Adventures of Daddy and Reed. Or something That's like so that. cool. I like that. And, uh, so we've gone out 
bass fishing together. He loves it when I catch a big one because then he can hold it. And he likes to put the he likes to open his mouth and put it up right up with the GoPro. So mm -hmm. just big mouth, you know. But uh, so what we did, I, I've every member of the family has been on the channel at some point, right? And they've all taken their turn at the vice. So I've taught them um, without them ever doing it before. Let's sit down and tie a jig together. So they've all tied some sort of little crappie jig or something. So when Reed did his, affectionately named the colorful fart, that was uh, Yes, it was. I wasn't going to say that, but you can. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the colorful fart. Mine was like black lightning or whatever. So Because I was tying up one beside him, and he was tying up one. And then I said, all right, buddy, we're going to take these out. And it's going to be one versus one on the first inaugural inaugural crappie cup we're going to go out and do the crappy cup and we're going to set the rules down and see who who takes who takes the day right so that was a lot of fun he was he was somewhat put out because at the first dock when we i mean just got started my wife was the one doing the filming we just get started he's over thinking he's got the perfect spot I toss it out, catch not a crappie, but a bass. So I'm reeling in and I'm just I'm pouring salt in the wound. Oh, here we go, here we go, right? <laughs> so I'm trying to get this bass off. I put my I put the pole down. Unbeknownst to me, my crappie jig falls between the slats, right? So I'm trying to get this bass taken care of. Um, because I'd gotten the I gotten the lure out, but he was bleeding a little bit on this on the one side, or I was trying to talk to the camera or do something. And as I'm, as I reached, or as I looked down, the pole moved on its own with the bass in my hand, right? So I, I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I reached down, I got another bass underneath of the pole, underneath of the dock without a right? So now you I'm get to the pill on it. I'm like, you're done, man. I got this. You're done. Didn't even have to try, poor kid. Didn't even have to try. They'd like my light by black lightning so much. Hey, real quick, we had some people uh, come into the chat since uh, uh, since we started. So let me say a load of them real quick. And also, a uh, quick side note: uh, Kevin Baker from Nuts and Bolt Fishing mentioned that the name of the channel is uh, Marty Zoffinger. I believe how you say that. Z o f f i n g e r. He does kayak rentals oh, down in the kayak DIY stuff. Okay. Yep, I, I think that's that's the one. So I see Uncle Lou came in here. Two stands fishing. If I miss you, Chad's in here. Mexicat fishing. Uh, let's see. I see Lyle in there. Hello, Lyle. Uh, Mr. Chavez is in here again. Mexicat. Uh, some of the one ton fishing club are here. What's going on, Art? Uh, Gabby's dad. If I didn't say hello, and. Uh, Philip Williams. Uh, we got a lot of good people in here. Hopefully, I didn't miss anybody. If I did, just yell out at uh, uh, at Lyle, and he'll put you up on screen, and I'll make sure to say hello. Oh, and Lee Evans, Catfish Kentucky Outdoors. What's going on, Lee? Very cool. Creole Catfishing again is in here. So cool. So uh, what what kind of stuff you got coming up on your channel? What can we expect? Yeah, uh, exciting times on the channel. So I've been at it. I've had the channel for almost a year. Um, my first, I think my first video, which was oddly enough, that same, that same, uh, black or that same brown copper, uh, flash hybrid Z was in uh, late April, I think. So I'm coming up on a year. Um, I do, I try my best to do at least two videos a week. There are a lot of, there's a number of months there where I was doing three videos a week. That was, that was a ton, but I do two videos a week. So there's over 115, 120 or so videos out there, mm -hmm. um, and I was exhausted. So about that's a big, <laughs> about that's a big commitment. Ago, yeah, about two weeks ago, I took a break and uh, I, I let everybody know, hey, I'm going to take a week off, right? Um, but at the same time, I'd love to hear. I had some thoughts about the future of the channel, and what do you guys, what do you guys think? Well, I got tons of good feedback. I mean, tons. So where we're going. Um, of course, we'll stick with bass jigs and crappie jigs. We'll still do uh, tips and tricks in the shop. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll do some special stuff like the test tank paraphernalia, things of that nature. But uh, the newest thing, and full disclosure, I stink at it, and I'm desperate to get better. Okay, 
the first couple of jigs I ever tied were pretty terrible too. Okay, so I'm hope there's hope for me that I'm going to get better. But the newest thing is soft plastics. Ah, yeah. So I have um, I have a soft plastic station. I've got the microwave and the Pyrex cups and the and the glitter and the colorant and you know the, the, the uh, thermal pen or whatever that uh, all of that and a bunch of molds. When I think soft plastics, I'm not a big bass guy. I think paddle tails. Oh, yeah. if, you, if you can't catch it on a swim bait of some sorts, it's it's probably not alive. So yep. I know up, oh, fin and fine. Oh, I just saw something pop up. I'll pop somebody up on accident. Uh, do we ever try uh, truck? Do we ever try crappie magnets? Uh, I've used them. They work. <laughs> I, I know a trout magnet. It's the same thing. Well, they're they're the same company, but they do make uh, um, uh, your your typical crappie jigs, if I'm not mistaken. You know that that little swim body, yeah. the the shad cool. stuff, and yep. yeah, they're they're uh, pushed with uh, um, uh, okay. by the Duck Commander crew, so they have a lot of celebrity uh, power uh, back in them, and okay. and those trout magnets. I I know of a gentleman who uses them on a fly rod, and he gets so much flack from the from the trout community. Oh my God. You think, you think like bass guys are bad. Cat fishermen are worse, but the worst are the guys who, who play with, with fly fishing. Those yeah. guys are horrible. Hard, hard uh, not to be a little pretentious. In that. Uh, it is, but you know what? I really do love the, I, I, I'm trying so hard Adam, not to get into that whole world. Uh, There's something about all the literature that's attached to it. Something about you know the obviously the, the heritage and the art form of all of it. Mm -hmm. But then there's it just gets awfully pretentious for me. So I don't know. I got to figure my place in all of that. So it's tough. I tried fly fishing for a while. And the whole time I was out there, I was like, I could be bass fishing. What am I doing? And I sold it all. Yeah. So I wasn't even flying. I wasn't even time flies at that point. It was just I'm I'm intrigued by what they can do with these tiny little 14 mm -hmm. size 14 hooks and the 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 lure craft end of it is intriguing yeah you know what i mean like have you ever seen i think his name is sven diesel oh yeah, oh, yeah. that that guy he does he he does some stuff that really it, i, I want to say he encourages me but boy is it intimidating to see some of the stuff these people yeah, tie out beautiful there. i've seen some of his work he does an and, awesome crawl yeah um, he stacks uh, hackle on uh -huh. top of each other and then bends it back and just just layers it. Oh my gosh! It's I I really get enjoy watching him use that UV cement to make all those small little um, I forget what he calls them the ice fishing type jigs. At least that's what I would use them for. You know yeah. the little ones where he puts the beads and he fills the beads in with all the UV cement. That stuff really looks cool. They look like little colored maggots, so I don't know. Uh, Mark, be the bull in that china shop and go for it. That's my buddy Rob down in Missouri. He knows me oh too well. Rob's a big-time uh, uh, canoe fisherman. He fishes a lot of small creeks, and he fishes for a lot of bass. So uh, I'm sure he'll be checking out your channel, so be looking for comments from, cool. from Mo Creek Fishing. He's, he's a good dick. He's a really good guy. Um, so we got off on a tangent here. No, so. no, it's okay. I need to get so, some crappie soft plastics, right? I mean, uh -huh. I think that would be cool. I, I have one that I think might work. Well, I got two here. I, I pulled them out just because I thought these would probably cross over. So this is a this is a fat guy's fishing uh, common mold. Hey, you, you had me at fat guy's fishing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? This is a uh, about a three-inch. That'll work. Three-inch. I call it a Ned kicker. So mm -hmm. it's got these these tails here have flanges on them, right? Whoop, there we go. Have flanges on them. So they kick in the water, and it's a thin body, perfect for a Ned rig in my world, in, in bass fishing world, perfect for a Ned rig. But I'm thinking, put this on a crappie jig. I've been one to bite half a right? jig off in my teeth and use it. I think that would work good. I think, I think the, so too. the more so tail you got... And if you can get a, a a long enough hook on a jig head for that, you'll be good. There you uh, go. Oh, uh, Lyle says he's going to give away a couple of decals at the end of the show, so we'll make sure that we do that. So, uh, Lyle, if uh, uh, you're you're sitting there watching, you could always do the 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 picking and just announce it on screen, and I'll be happy to read that off to everybody. I think that would be the best way to do it. So, 
So I pulled uh, this you... one out because it's a legitimate question. I, I bought it um, for primarily my own use and for the use of the channel. Uh -huh. um, finesse swim jigs would be perfect for this. So it's it's an angling AI, right? One of the one of the better um, mold makers. It's an angling AI Lil Hammer, L I L Hammer. Okay, okay I like that name a lot. Yeah, Lil Hammer. You can perfect. See That's what I'm okay. talking about. Little paddle tail, uh -huh. seven five inches. So nice. I think you know, put that on a I don't know. Put that on an eighth ounce jig head. You're gonna get. A, you can pretty much catch anything that's in there. I'm thinking something like that would be perfect for walleye. You got any natural? Yeah. Shad walleye. colors or yeah. 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 Shad of colors, course. purples or, or or high fluorescent green. You know, a little brighter than mm -hmm. chartreuse. I but think you'd be. I mean, probably hit that right. I mean, sure. Yeah. Definitely. Big for a crappie. I mean, it depends where you're fishing. If you're fishing in Grenada, you got no problem with that. Or 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 down in Southern Illinois, there's some big crappies down there. Yeah. So Big ones. Very but big ones. Taste right. I mean, I, mm -hmm. those are those are two that I'll be using. Um, I've got other stuff from crawl molds to creature baits to worms to all kinds of stuff. So. Um, Going okay, we got on the channel. I'm hoping to do one soft plastic a week and something at the vice every week. Very cool. Uh, looks like we have our first winner. It's two stands fishing. Um, we, we also had a question from Eric Massey. He says, Any hesitation with starting the soft with starting the soft plastic side? He mm -hmm. was thinking about it himself. Those molds can't be cheap, right? <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> classify hesitation right i mean it, it's a rabbit hole so i thought i mean it doesn't everybody right i thought okay i'm just gonna get a couple you know i'm just gonna get a few to do a couple of things pair up with some stuff that i'm making for the business or whatever um long before i was a jig guy i was a soft plastic junkie and i should have known better right um, you do have to have the space. So ventilation is key. Got to make yep. sure that you're well ventilated because you're dealing with plastisol. Um, but boy, oh boy, oh boy. I mean, you can spend a lot of money just like that um, because it's addictive. I mean, jig fishing, jig tying, lure craft is addictive, but uh, there's just something about like shooting plastic into a mold that you have this idea and then pulling out like five baits. It, there's mm -hmm. just something really satisfying about that. Even if it's, it's just the colors, because I think about all the different colors that I'd like to try and I'm like, well, maybe I should get a crappie jig mold and I know there where that go. leads. I, it just, it, it opens Pandora's box and before you know it, got a thousand reasons why you need this one i'm gonna make a confession i gotta see if my wife's listening i don't think she is uh, we just replaced our microwave and i kind of took the old one and hit it in the garage just in oh, case i go to pick it up so there uh, you we'll, go. we'll see what happens you might you might inspire me to move forward with it so i'll let uh, you know i just don't know if it's possible to do it truly in moderation Mm -hmm. you know i mean maybe maybe you can maybe you guys got more self-control than i do well you get all I the equipment you're like you know where where one can eat four can eat is another saying that was taught in my family so if you can make one set of plastics you might as well be able to make four sets of different plastics right yeah yeah and these molds goes. i mean if you take care of them these are cnc aluminum molds right mm -hmm. i'm not getting I'm not getting stone molds oh. or I mean the sil the silicone stuff is okay too. Okay. Let me stop you right there. He said CNC molds. Mm -hmm. Now that one that you modified in one of your I think it's second the latest video. Uh, tell everybody what you actually did to one of those molds. So that uh, that's a lead mold, obviously. Not oh, it is lead. Okay. Yeah, that's a lead mold, not a soft plastic mold. So. Um, so for Christmas, but they're no cheaper than the plant. Well, they can't oh, be. Oh no, they're way cheaper. Oh, they yeah, are. Okay. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. That so that was a what what I did for everybody was um, I took a poison tail swim jig mold that that pours half ounce three quarter ounce and one ounce swim jig heads um, takes anywhere from a three aught to a five aught jig hook in that to make a swim jig. Right. It's got a really cool modeled head it's got a wider more round head 
Uh, it's not really the typical, usually a swim jig head is real thin because you want it to zip through uh, grass and things of that nature. But this one's it's got a little, a little bit more realistic, modeled head, recessed eyes. I just really like the look of the head. Mm -hmm. um, I got it to both do swim jigs with, but also to modify it to be able to pour spinner baits out of it. So we, I basically bought the spinner bait hooks and the wires, placed it down inside the mold where I knew I wanted the wire to go because it's not made for that wire. Um, Smacked it with a hammer. Hammer, right? I saw that. <laughs> Smacked it with a hammer. As long as it was flat, it's not gonna, it's not gonna mm -hmm. distort it or anything. And what that does is it made a little imprint of the wire form on the inside of the of the casting or whatever, just enough to see. And then took a little file and filed out a channel for the wire to go up, out, and then come back through. So it closes all the way, and I can pour lead in it and it doesn't flash all over the place and mm -hmm. so forth so so i can do uh yeah i can do half ounce and i can do three quarter ounce now this is a preview the channel hasn't seen this yet oh look at this the fact that it hasn't been unleashed this, these are going to be unleashed on the SD let me enter let me let me congratulate justin's fishing fetish for being yeah. the second winner but go ahead i apologize for no that. no problem at all so let me see if i can get this right so that's the whoop Come on, that's the head. Right? That's, got that that's pretty head, nice. Right, two-tone uh, pearl on the bottom with gray on top. I'm calling these, uh, stick with the Z theme, right? These are called my spinner Zs. So okay. it's a it's a half-ounce spinner bait. Well, show, show that again up close. I just want the people to see, like, the, the quality work that you're doing. I mean, you, you see quality work like that only in some high-dollar stuff. Uh, uh, and not everybody that's doing them at home can can get those kind of results. So, well, I, I mean, you, that, you you got some people out here in chat that do really good hand ties and, and all sorts of stuff that are definitely great at, at what they're doing, and, and you're no exception to that, that oh, group of people. You. So that looks really cool. Yeah, it's my uh, shad imitation with a color shift blue on top, and then the trailer is permanently tied in rabbit zonkers in a um, chinchilla pattern. It's got mm -hmm. gray. Uh, there's a rattle between the zonkers, which acts as both a rattle for when it's shaking, but there's also that bulb right there pushes the zonkers out a bit so that they, they move. Otherwise, they'd just be flat together. So it kind of they do this in the water. And then the coup de gras is the body is wrapped in polar chenille. Cool. A UV polar chenille. So you got a lot of flash. Uh -huh. kind of stuff I'm talking about. Just is like, it a ball bearing spinner Rob wants to know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. He recognized that right away. <laughs> we don't chintz on the spinners, right? <laughs> if you're going to chintz anywhere else, don't chintz on the spinner or on the on the swivel. Yeah, you got to have a ball bearing spinner. Jason says those look really good, too. Thanks, He's man. another guy. So yeah, I mean, it's some of the new stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, excited to share those on the channel. That the, So this week, I'm showing... Uh, it's it's a soup to nuts in three videos. It's a three-part series. So part one, mod the mold. How do you do that? And go all the way through curing the head, paint it, shape it, cure it, mm -hmm. right? pour the lead. Um, part two, drop today, where we take our finished head and put it on the vise and tie the skirt, um, which you're dealing with a wire form, right? Trying to get around a wire form on a vise, not that simple. Nope. Um, and then uh, put the blades on and, and all of that stuff. And then part three, if I can get my soft plastic act together, is shoot a custom soft plastic four-inch swim bait that's going to pair with, pair with that. The, right. We did a spray mm -hmm. grass pattern. Um, not not like that. This is coming. But the the video today was just a standard silicone skirt. So. That's Jason, what we're gonna drop Saturday. Jason Lamb wanted to know: Do you, uh, do you put a, tr a trailer a trailer hook on that spinner that you had? Good. And also, Lyle's been highlighting everybody giving you mega kudos on the channel. Oh, uh, Eric Massey and a couple other people. So they're all saying yeah. it's really nice work. They're just as impressed as I was. Just so you know. Yeah, thanks. Back to the trailer hook. Do you use trailer hooks on those? I, I they don't come standard. You you can mm -hmm. put it on there. You'll probably limit the. the it's a finesse. Mm -hmm. type of spinnerbait 
even though it's got a rattle, the rattle is between the two zonkers, so it's not going to be super loud. And unlike a, a boot tail swim bait that's really going to be moving in the back, those rabbit zonkers, I mean, it, they just kind of hold quiver, it, right? tighten it up. Yeah. Right. So depending on what kind of, of um, depending on what kind of uh, trailer hook you have and how you put it on. Right. So if you if you slide, there's different kinds. But if um, if you slide the tubing over the hook and then put the whole thing on, you can actually get it to sit about middle of the hook so it wouldn't interfere with the zonkers as much. Right. Mm -hmm. But if it starts dropping down, it, it might impede the action a little bit. So that makes a lot of sense, even to a cat fisherman, crappie fisherman like myself. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> So are there any other fish besides bass that you haven't fished? Well, I mean, are there any fish besides bass or are there any fish you haven't fished for that you'd, you'd like to try and chase? Musky. Musky, I'd okay. Like to, I'd like to try my hand at making a... a musky baits, man, that's that's where the money is right there. Uh, I'm not even going to lie. Them guys are pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, I've already looked at it, right? You can buy the, I think it's 0.51 or 0.6 wire. And you spend about sixty bucks on a on a wire bending apparatus, mm -hmm. giant beads, huge treble hooks, and then they have these pre-made bucktail that you slide on. I'm like, well, mm -hmm. that's the part that I would want to make. I mean, make, make right. it all right, but you mm -hmm. can tie that up. So I don't make buzz baits. I have <laughs> I saw that that comment. S case. SK's got a great channel. He's a big crappie fisherman, and he's a hand tire like you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah? Pretty, yeah, he does some pretty nice waffle patterns and stuff on his, and they look really good. Um, I, I need to order some of the chenille that he uses because I need to try my hand at making it look a bad version of what he does. That's what I'm hoping for. So, Okay, so back to... You could actually... So I saw that guy, Skimpy. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. He's a... He's he and Smalljaw were the two guys that I watched, the two channels okay. that I watched. That uh -huh. I thought, okay, I can try this, right? Smalljaw's got the natural material side really down. That guy Skimpy was just a right of the mill guy that's making that's pouring his own lead, making swim jigs with with rubber band skirts. You know what I mean? But uh -huh. like, they look they look good. He's a cool guy. He did a video not too long ago using the same mold that I just modified. Um. But putting a buzz bait wire form in it, it's going to be jacked up because it's so the head, the buzz bait head comes, the, the wire comes straight out of a buzz bait and comes up and around, right? As opposed to a, a spinner bait that kind of comes at an angle and goes like that. So all he did was he took the head and the angle that was coming and he just bent it. So that it became something straight, and he he had a buzz bait out. It didn't look all that great, but hey, uh -huh. <laughs> did he catch worked. fish on it? It worked, and there you go. Yeah, it worked. So uh, addicted to hunt says, "I love to watch some SDG. Great guest tonight, Mark. Adam makes some great videos. I agree. I really like his oh, stuff thanks, as well. Appreciate Hats it. off to yeah, Small Job from there. There you go. There we go. There he knows. Uh, we're we're at, we're at nine o'clock, Adam. Let me tell you, it's been a really, really, really pleasure talking to you. I sure. get the privilege of meeting. I get the privilege of meeting so many good people by helping at this one and on my own channel. That I, I feel, I truly feel just as blessed here as I do when I'm out on the water. So, uh, cool. thank you very much. Is there anything you want to plug to anybody uh, while you're here? Let's uh, let's get you some subs. Hey, everybody out um, there, do me a favor. If somebody can post a link to his channel. Please sub to Adam's channel. This is how we get really good guests on this show, and we've had nothing but good guests. So uh, the more we support them, the more we're going to be able to get people on. So uh, uh, if someone could post it, that would be great. I appreciate it. And sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to make sure I got that. No, no, that's, I appreciate you. it. So maybe a little unorthodox, but here's, mm -hmm. here's my plug if I have one. At the end of every video, at the end of every one of my videos, I uh, I utilize the end card. You would know what that is. I don't mm -hmm. know if others would. Probably Eric does. And I and I encourage folks, if you want to see more, check out this video right here. If you're right. curious why I call the channel what I call it, then click on this video right here. Right? And that other video, uh, if you click on it, I started out. It's me at my parents' pond. It's mm -hmm. literally a puddle. Right? Um, but it's me at my parents' pond explaining... This is by far the most important video on this channel. And I walk through what SDG means, 
what the Very gospel cool. is, what it means mm-hmm. to me. So if I'm going to plug anything, I'm going to say head to the channel. Watch can, a video and then head to that one. You can either head to the very first video that I ever put on there, which is that one, um, or you can just watch another video and wait to the end and then click on the link and go check that one out. So Very cool. Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, having you're, me on. This has been a lot of fun. You're, you're very welcome. Don't go anywhere yet. I want to... Uh, oh. I want to thank everybody for watching. Uh, Eric Burnside, what's going on, Eric? JP3, I saw, watched in, uh, came in a little late. I want to make sure I don't miss anybody. Philip Williams, I think I said hello. Uh, SK, obviously, what's up, SK? Hey, SK, if you need help with your live feeds, you know, man, I'm always willing to help you, my friend. I really appreciate you uh, giving me all the big shouts out and the loves in your chat. So uh, I do want to uh, plug my own channel, Catfish and Crappie, this Saturday morning at 8 p. 8 a.m., uh, Central Standard Time, we are having the one versus one rematch between Creole Catfishing's Jeremy DeFore and Ryan Bortz of Ryan Bortz Blue Collar Fishing. That ought to be fun. Uh, if you get a chance, stop in if you're out and Rob Ryan's a kayak fisherman who drags catfish bait for like eight hours at a time. Young man never stops. Holy smokes. Oh. And Creole's on the Mississippi River. He has uh, a lot of... Uh, um, a lot of big catfish at his disposal, and that man is a good time, and he, he can talk more than or better than I can. He's a good band to have as your friend down there. So uh, everybody says let the good times roll when they talk to, to Jeremy. So, again, thank you very much, Adam. I want to say good night to everybody, to you, and uh, uh, have a great day. Check out his channel. All right, guys, have a good night. Lyle, take us out.